Like many school districts across the state and nation, Peoria Unified needed to adjust its strategic plan in response to the interruption of learning caused by COVID-19. However, based on the plan's solid foundation, the district did not have to completely restart its work. Instead, the district remained focused on its four main strategic perspectives to guide decision-making and inform the work that accompanied them. The four strategic perspectives include student success, safety and well-being, stewardship of resources, and community connection. Also coming alongside these strategic perspectives are the guiding principles laid out by our superintendent, Dr. Jason Reynolds. These include making student-centered, data-driven, and shared decisions, being a highly effective professional learning community, ensuring that every employee and student is known, valued, cared for, and challenged, that we are a highly trained and modern workforce, we communicate effectively, and if we succeed at all five of those, we will continue to be recognized as a community, state, and national leader in pre-K through 12 learning and achievement. Throughout the school year, teams throughout Peoria Unified will be continuing this strategic work and we will be bringing you quarterly updates and in-depth information on each of these strategic perspectives. This quarter, we are focusing on academic achievement and student success. Throughout the spring and summer, the Academic Services Department has been hard at work reimagining our teaching and learning program. The district's continuous improvement plan is based on district-wide data and focuses on the following collective commitments. The district is committed to the use of PLCs, quality instruction, strong curriculum and assessment programs, the effective use of time, meeting the social and emotional needs of every student, and shared decision-making. This year in particular, the Peoria Unified School District's district-wide plan includes prioritizing intentional instruction, using digital resources in the classroom, and fostering relationships with all students. Each of these commitments has its own specific goals. However, the overarching goal is to reimagine what teaching and learning looks like in every classroom across Peoria Unified. To begin this conversation, we are joined by Dr. Teresa Hernandez, our new Chief Academic Support Officer. Hello and welcome, Teresa. We are so excited to have you here on the Progress Report. To start, can you share a little bit about your career thus far and what made you choose Peoria Unified? Hey, Sarah, thanks for having me today. So as you may have guessed, and starting here in July, I've been asked this question a couple times. So each time I share a little bit about myself, I try to think of some new details to jazz it up a little. So people may not know that I am from the land of sugar beets in eastern Montana. I like to think that I get my work ethic because I know that setting irrigation tubes at 2 a.m., 4 a.m., and 6 a.m., is hard work. Um, I grew up in a tiny town, went to a small K-12 school, and the thing I remember most is that my teachers always saw my potential and they never gave up on me. So I've been in education for a little over 20 years now, and I've had the opportunity to serve in a variety of roles that have really helped me understand not only how important academics are, but that without our colleagues in maintenance, operations, business, HR, the critical, crucial things we do in the classroom just wouldn't happen. 
Definitely. And I know, um, especially coming in as a new leader, you have a lot of big goals as we're continuing to reimagine and rebuild our strategic plan. Um, I know there are a lot of people who may be saying that right now is not the time that we start doing all of this work to reimagine teaching and learning with a teacher shortage that we're facing and just so many other things coming our way. Um, Why is it so important to you that now just right off the bat you're doing this work and you're raising those expectations for all of our employees? So to be honest, one of the reasons why I chose Pure Unified is because of our family focus here. Um, And I felt that as a parent first when I interacted with district folks, when I interacted with my children's schools. And so I really feel like the alignment here from a family focus is what my husband and I want to see as we are parenting our own children. So the time is now because the work we do is about children. Each child in the Pura Unified family matters, and if we don't act now, we risk losing opportunities to support those children to grow academically. We have amazing staff who are talented and committed to do the good work, which is the right work, which I'm telling you is the hard work. But we know that with our continuous improvement lens, we have an entire district made up of teams of people who have the skill, people who have the will to do this work that needs to be done. We have positioned ourselves really well with embedding technology in every classroom, with providing high-quality resources for our teachers, and we're doubling down on the instructional strategies that we know are most effective to close those gaps, but also to keep children moving forward in an extension space as well. Definitely, and I appreciate that you bring up, too, as a parent, For you, when you're looking at all of this data for our continuous improvement plans, when you're looking at all these things, for you, I'd hazard to guess it's similar uh, to myself where I grew up in this district. When I look at that data, I don't just see numbers on a page. I see my former classmates. I see the people. And for me, it is that family focus of not wanting to let them down in that way and continue to just make sure we are able to meet the needs of every student. As we are talking about this reimagined teaching and learning plan, I know our principals are well aware of this. They've been in the muck of it for a while and a lot of our teacher leaders. Can you share what makes up our reimagined teaching and learning program? Sure, so it's it's really simple and it's a focus on going back to basics. We have our collective commitments, which aren't just something the superintendent and a handful of people have committed to. Rather, it's our entire system. It's everybody. We're examining the work that we do through this lens. We are all in every district department, every school, and we commit to the intentional work in the areas of professional learning communities in our schools and at the district, quality curriculum and instruction, quality instruction that embeds technology. We're looking at how we use time in the classroom. We're looking at our leadership model and how we make decisions. And we are most importantly ensuring that every staff member and every child feels cared about in our system. Those collective commitments is all in for all of us, and that is the work that we'll do together. Definitely, and I know with so much of this strategic plan, it's easy for the average employee or even some of you who are doing a lot of this heavy lifting and planning to feel overwhelmed, but what I 
really appreciate about this reimagined teaching and learning plan is it's not bringing in all new strategies. It's not starting with a clean slate. It is taking the things that we have been doing for the last few years and doing them even better, doing them more strategically with more intention behind them. Um, when we talk about those collective commitments and these continuous improvement plans, do the plans look the same at every single one of our schools or do they vary a little bit? So the core beliefs in the areas that we're working on are the same across the district at the schools. But each school may need to address the pieces differently in a different way at a different time. And that's the beauty of like your family and my family is we're all the same family, but we're unique and we, our needs may be different. So we give our schools the flexibility to support their community of learners in the way that makes the most sense. But we are non-negotiable on those collective commitments that these are the things we believe will make a difference and help us to move forward and everyone's in on that. Definitely and it allows you to make those changes directly in each and every classroom because that's where you know looking at data you'll see the biggest improvement if it's not something that's just at the district level and doesn't ever trickle its way down into a classroom. Um, additionally when we're talking about our goals as a district what are some of at a district level what are the things we're focusing on this school year? So this year, we are focusing on our comprehensive needs assessment. And this is something that schools have done for years and years. But we've really made a concerted effort to understand as a district, what are, are the things that our schools are telling us that they need support in? So we've taken all this data, we've analyzed it, and we've focused all of the district efforts around the three most common areas identified by our schools that they'll be working on. So in that, uh, continuous needs space, we're focusing on caring adults, making children feel safe at school. We're focusing on use of resources that are quality, district approved, aligned to standards. And we're focusing on quality instruction that supports small groupings of students to target student needs. And of course, we're really excited about the opportunity to have new devices in most of our classrooms. And our students are using technology to engage as learners because that will be an important component of their futures moving forward. Definitely. And two things I wanted to just address really quickly. We are now a one-to-one district with devices. Um, does that mean that our students are getting all of their instruction from a computer, just in front of a computer all day, or are they stu still doing some of those small group activities or in-person lessons and things like that? So we really want to see our classrooms have a blended model that balances developmental appropriateness for our littles with technological age groupings for our older kiddos. We want to make sure that there's a balance between the time they spend as peers interacting in a collaborative environment and balancing that with how they interact collaboratively in an online space. So the amount is based on what's most appropriate in the school and the resources they have, the grades that they serve. So it should look like a blend of both. Definitely. And then the other thing I wanted to bring up, as you mentioned that this is continuous improvement. Um, so I just wanted to clarify on that too. That doesn't mean, okay, this year we get, have this goal of our strategic plan, we're done and we don't ever touch this again. This is something that we continue to do for the foreseeable future, correct? That is correct, Sarah. And continuous improvement is about looking at where we are now, where we wanna go, setting benchmark goals to help us monitor our progress to get there because we'll always have opportunity to get better, stronger, faster. And it's that continuous improvement cycle that keeps us honest about reviewing where we are, where we wanna go, and the progress we're using to get there. Definitely. And 
And I know one of the biggest ideas that I hear anytime I talk to someone in your department about the success of this reimagined teaching and learning program is dependent on the expectations we have, not only for ourselves, but for our students, for all of our teachers in the classroom. Can you share why it is so, so critical that we have these high expectations. So just like anything else in our lives, how we set expectations determines the bar for what we truly believe we would like. So similar in the school setting, high expectations determine what we truly believe about the skill and the will of the staff that support us, and it truly determines what we believe that's in the best interest of students. So it's imperative to our success in all of our plans that high expectations clearly demonstrate that we believe we have the most committed and the most dedicated teams in our district and schools, and that we believe that every child means all children, and all children have the potential to learn at the absolute highest of levels. Definitely, and, and I know that that is a that is a huge and lofty goal. I know that we're talking a lot about all of these big goals, and it can sometimes in in the midst of it all feel if you're a classroom teacher that you're you're in this alone, or if you're even that student in a classroom who may be struggling to not to to feel like there isn't anyone. But there are a lot of supports that our district has, and I feel it's one of the things we do best is offering those coaches and just so much support throughout the year. Can you share some of the ways we help to support our teachers, our administrators, and then how that support in turn helps our students? So one of the greatest gifts we have in Peoria Unified, quite honestly, is Early Release Wednesday. And so we make sure that we are utilizing that time to its full potential. And one of the strongest pieces in our schools and in our district that we have is the ability to complete professional learning communities. And that's when our teachers and our school leaders get together and they look at what is it that we want kids to know and be able to do and then what do we do when they're successful with it? Or what do we do if they need, the students need a little extra help? So with that time, we're able to align our students and our teachers and what's happening in our classroom with the learning opportunities we provide. So as you mentioned, we have content coaches that support our teachers to focus on what are the district approved resources and how are they aligned to Arizona standards. We have instructional coaches that support utilizing the most effective strategies so that we have high quality teaching from our teachers and active learning from our students. We offer training on the new tools that we have to increase engagement in our classrooms. We look at professional development as well as how we grow our teachers across their careers. So we have a lot of opportunities at the site level and the district provided level to really wrap our arms around our teachers and our school leaders and support them as we all move forward together. 100% and I to brag on one of the great things that Peoria Unified does um, is that professional development that we offer. And it's not just to our classroom teachers, it's to all of our employees, classified employees as well. And w I think that's one of the greatest things because as you mentioned, our schools wouldn't be able to offer even half of the support they do for our students without all of those different areas also coming and aligning so well. Um, and so it's just that continuous improvement, not only that we expect all of our students to do better every year, but that we expect all of our staff to continue to do that and to continue to learn year over year. If a parent wants to walk onto their campus and see where this reimagined teaching and learning program is happening, seeing the fruits of some of this labor, where would they look? What would they be looking for? What does it look like site to site? So as a Peoria parent myself, 
Um, this is something that I'm very sensitive to about my own children in the schools that they've attended right here in Peoria. And as a mama, I got to tell you, I look for the opportunities to interact with my child's teachers. What opportunities do they provide for me to come in? Emails they send me, communications, where I can have a picture of what's happening in the classroom. And then I like to talk with my own children about their learning. And I ask them, what's something interesting that happened today in the classroom, to open those doors of those conversations to learn about what they're learning about in classroom as well. And I look for opportunities to visit the schools. And when I do visit my children's schools, I wanna feel welcomed. I want to feel invited. And when I feel that way, it makes me have confidence that when my children are in those classrooms, that they feel like they are supported and that they could point out that these are the adults that care for me. And not just in the classrooms, the cafeteria, the gym and the playground. And so it's those opportunities as a mama myself that I look to checking our work as well um, to see what this reimagining looks and feels like from not only a child's perspective, but a parent's perspective. 1,000%. And I know as a child of an employee in this district, I I had those conversations with my mom regularly. Um, and that did help her, you know, see if there were areas that she needed to adjust a professional development class or anything like that. And I feel like it is just such a great asset that we have here in Peoria Unified is employees like you. And we have so many of them also that are former students, that are parents that are just so invested in the work that is happening. And I think that mixed with the high expectations that we have of ourselves and of others, it, it truly causes us all to rise and continue to do better. Um, and not, it's not to say that all of the things that we've done in our last 130 years weren't great and didn't serve students, but that we're just looking for ways to readjust and reimagine and, and do it a little bit better to continue to meet their needs. Um, before I let you go, I know you're busy with all of this work and so much more. Is there anything else you wanted to share with our community about our reimagined teaching and learning program? I think first, as an educator, kind of uh, what you what you alluded to is that it's not that we haven't done well over the last 130 years, but we're looking to how we adjust with the future in mind. So as an educator, I've known all along that we're preparing children for jobs that we don't even know exist yet. And so we need to, in our classrooms, be preparing children and supporting them academically to navigate this future of jobs that we don't actually know what the skill set might look like. But as a mama, like every other mama, auntie, or nana out there, I rely on and I trust that the leaders of my child's school, the programs that are being offered, the teachers working with my children will help to grow them in an academic way that will prepare them to have as many options as they could ever possibly want. So when they get that diploma and they walk proudly across that stage, they can do whatever they want to be able to do. And I'll admit, that as a mama, this keeps me awake at night. And as your chief academic support officer, this keeps me awake at night. But for all of our Peoria parents, I want you to know that mom is on deck. Amazing. Thank you so much, Teresa, not only for sitting down with us and sharing a little bit about what this plan looks like, but just for all the work that you and your team are doing behind the scenes in classrooms every day to ensure that we are able to meet the needs of every single student who walks through our doors. Thanks, Sarah.
as we shared at the beginning of the episode, we will also be providing you with a high-level update of the work of the four other strategic perspectives. Of the 96 tasks and projects related to our strategic plan, three are complete, 21 are in progress, and 72 have yet to begin. Providing us with an update from each of our strategic perspectives are the chiefs that oversee each of them. The redesigned community connectedness program is focused around three key strategies that include eight key projects. The work of this area of the strategic plan is led by our chief communications officer, Mrs. Danielle Airy. I am very excited to announce that over the summer, the communications and public relations team completed our second project. It's our second project of the strategic plan to lay the foundation really for our remaining projects. This is the launch of Parent Square. We know many in our community have heard of it now and are starting to use it, but it's our new mass communication tool, and it allows us to have two-way communication with our stakeholders, whereas previously we were just pushing out messages to parents, to our staff members, and even to students. And so this will allow us some better engagement. Last spring, the communications and public relations team launched our business advisory network. This is comprised of local business leaders that come together. They engage with our superintendent, with our district leadership. The team meets quarterly, and it's really just a great way to strengthen relationships with our business community. We've connected with our chambers of commerce in Glendale and Peoria to foster these increased connections, and we're really excited about the work of this network going forward. If you're interested in joining the advisory network, you can contact our team team at PUSDPR at PUSD11.net. The Comprehensive Funds and Resource Management Program is comprised of approximately a dozen projects, of which three are in progress and one is currently suspended. Our Chief Financial Officer, Ms. Michelle Myers, oversees much of this work. Thank you, Sarah. I appreciate the opportunity to provide an update on the district's strategic plan and comprehensive funds and resource management. One of the priorities in this area of the strategic plan is to design and implement a long-range funding plan and process to support teaching and learning, facilities master planning, and other mission priorities and transformation drivers. One project that has been uh, a focus for the last two years is school repurposing and work that started in August, uh, August-September timeframe of 2020 and concluded this summer. And with that work, uh, we have shared updates with our community during uh, the last two years with progress that had been made to date, data anal uh, analytics. Uh, were shared as well as the formation of a facilities master planning committee. Options for school repurposing were evaluated by a school repurposing team and then of course recommendations and considerations were brought forward in August of 2022. After reviewing data and discussing all available options, the district has decided at this time to suspend our current process for closing or repurposing schools. Throughout the process over the last two years, the district has involved many parents, community leaders, district staff, and our governing board to make 
the best uh, decision possible for the future of each school community. Our uh, project in this area was headed up most recently by Mr. Kevin Molino, our Chief Technology and Operations Officer, as well as the Facilities Master Planning Committee. And the district thanks both Mr. Molino and his team, as well as the committee for their work throughout this process. And the suspension of, uh, of this, this project was really uh, in part to ensure that the district could focus primarily on uh, student academics at this point in time and recovery from interrupted learning during the pandemic. Of course, even though we have paused the process, the district will continue to look for ways to maximize our effectiveness rather, at all of our schools, and we will conduct a critical review of current programs district-wide to determine if we can better utilize our available space. And so with that, another priority uh, within the strategic plan and comprehensive funds and resource management is the ability to be competitive when attracting, recruiting, and retaining staff. And we uh, are, are very um, appreciative that the legislature did approve additional funding uh, on June 23rd, late in the legislative session that benefited all public school districts in Arizona. And for Peoria Unified, that additional funding for our maintenance and operations budget uh, equated to approximately $15.2 million. And so whenever we look at compensation, it's a process that involves administration as well as work with our budget team, and that's a stakeholder group that is comprised of certified and classified and administrative staff. And uh, we meet throughout the year to review funding, priorities from a compensation perspective, as well as options related to the district's budget. And so last year, the budget team started their work in October of 2021 and had 13 meetings uh, through May of, of 2022 when initial compensation recommendations were made to the governing board. And then, of course, in June, on June 23rd, the legislature did approve additional funding. And so we reconvened our budget team to look at what options exist uh, with that new funding to help the district recruit and retain staff because just like most employers in Arizona, we have been impacted by a staffing shortage, extreme competition both from other districts and uh, public employers uh, as well as private employers. And so the ability to um, provide competitive salaries as well as to provide uh, meaningful compensation increases each year is a priority of, of the budget team and administration. And so with that recommendations were brought forward on August 25th to provide additional compensation for our staff, including a $2 an hour increase for our classified hourly and exempt staff who um, had not received other compensation increases from one-time grants or the expansion of classroom site fund, as well as a 4% increase for our certified staff, a retention, or excuse me, I should say a hard-to-fill stipend for 6th, 7th, and 8th grade of $1,760. But perhaps uh, one of the most important recommendations that was approved was for the Peoria Unified School District to 
increase our beginning certified teacher salary from $40,114 to $48,000, which makes us much more competitive uh, when trying to uh, recruit uh, teachers throughout the state to join the Peoria Unified team, as well as newly graduated uh, teachers from universities. And of course, the next time period for, for new graduates is December, so that's coming up. So we're very excited to be able to offer those um, compensation increases. Now, of course, within the strategic plan, that's one component to uh, provide a, a competitive compensation model. That's also been a goal of our governing board. As well as within the strategic plan, we continue to look at budget allocations in alignment with program outcomes and uh, goals. And so uh, one area that we continue to focus on is our, our capital projects under the area of facility master planning to ensure uh, that we have the ability to fund priority and essential projects district-wide, as well as to develop a um, capital improvement plan that um, would be for a three to five year time period. And of course, all of this work is done with local funding, capital funding, uh, without a new bond authorization being in place. So we're being very strategic and intentional with our budgeting uh, as we await a future bond authorization and, and that approval from our community. And so uh, those are two updates, but of course, any budget um, recommendation or expenditure at this point in time is also within the constraints of the aggregate expenditure limit. Uh, we are uh, appreciative of the new funding and we're celebrating the work we've been able to do, but of course the aggregate expenditure limit is uh, a concern. And last year we uh, f really for the first time discussed this AEL consideration in depth because prior to last year, fiscal year 2022, it wasn't quite the concern it's become. And in fact, a little background is the AEL is actually a statewide cap on school district spending. It was put in place back in fiscal year 1980. It's in the Arizona Constitution and it's basically based on a 1980 spending level plus 10% adjusted for inflation and enrollment. But that 40-plus-year-old um, spending uh, cap and, and calculation does not recognize some of uh, the progress that's been made in recent years in the area of the restoration of prior year budget cuts, the funding increase for the 20% by 2020 that has supported so many teachers throughout the state of Arizona, uh, technology upgrades, computer, laptop, and smart board purchases, as well as increases in the cost of special, special education. None of those uh, expenditures were in the original spending calculation. In addition, Prior to June 30th, 2021, Prop 301, or the Classroom Site Fund, was uh, excluded from the calculation. And when it was extended by the legislature uh, for, for this last fiscal year, those dollars were no longer excluded from the calculation. So again, all of these components increased the spending, which then exceeded the actual spending cap. It's estimated that for the fiscal 22-23 uh, school year, uh, over $1.3 billion may be at risk statewide. 
And, and what that really means that if the legislature does not override the spending limit again, as they did this last spring, uh, districts would need to cut approximately 17 percent of their budget. And we're projecting for Peoria Unified that could be in excess of 50 million dollars. And so we're, we're keenly aware that the AEL is still a consideration. Uh, the legislature is authorized by law to override the expenditure limit in the current fiscal year and they can do that with a two-third vote by the House and the Senate. But that vote must occur before March 1st, 2022. So uh, we, we watch anxiously to see if there'll be a special session called for the legislature to reconvene uh, for the governor to to make that uh, recommendation or if this will be addressed when the legislature uh, goes back into session in January 2023. But again, I appreciate the opportunity to highlight some of the work we've done in the area of our strategic plan and in particular comprehensive funds and resource management to celebrate some of the outcomes of the new funding as well as areas that we're focused on, uh, including the aggregate expenditure limit. Thank you. The final perspective of our strategic plan is the safety and well-being of all Peoria Unified students and employees. There are 10 projects related to this area. Of these projects, five are currently in process and will continue throughout this school year. This area of the strategic plan is completed under the direction of our Chief Technology and Operations Officer, Mr. Kevin Molino. The main work in this area currently focuses on developing and implementing a formal safety and emergency management program. In the past 90 days, we have launched our pilot program for vape detection and revised the responsibilities of our high school campus security guards. Additionally, teams have begun the work of updating our emergency operations plan and have completed a red line update. We have also created a calendar for completing our crime prevention through environmental design or SEPTED assessments. The remaining 17 assessments will be completed this school year. To learn more about the importance of our accepted assessments, you can listen to our safety podcast episode on Trending Peoria. <laughs>